2: In that case, I
1: pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for
0: details. I'm Pete Carroll.
1: And I'm Audrey Cabanesia.
0: And this is Amplify Voices, Conversations from the Heart. A podcast where our goal is to really, truly listen.
1: We're inviting some of the most inspiring thinkers, dreamers, and change makers alive today to come on in and speak their truth.
0: To speak what's on their heart.
1: Everyone's got a story to tell. We're all these complex, multifaceted beings, and we have so much to contribute.
0: But being truly seen and heard for who you are, that's rare.
1: As we like to say, we see you, we hear you, and we love you.
0: Welcome to Amplify Voices.
1: Let's meet our guest.
0: Jamie Winship is a teacher, mediator, and speaker who has spent 27 years working toward peaceful solutions and reconciliation in high-conflict zones in Asia, the Middle East, and North Africa. A former police officer, he now does transformative work with leaders and groups from a variety of sectors, including police departments, churches, professional football teams, even the Seattle Seahawks. He and his partner, Donna, help people find their true identity and experience true freedom. Life and the situations we face are complex, but they don't have to be complicated, he says. What makes it complicated is fear. Enjoy our conversation with Jamie Winship.
1: Hey, Jamie. <laughs> it's so good to see you. What's it's up? Been a, it's been a while. Um, well, welcome to... We're so glad that you're taking the time to um, join us and amplify voices. And, and really, the purpose and power of um, having this together is really to reach out to people like yourself. That are out there that are doing so many things that are so layered and and so impactful that we can really just provide a platform for so more people hear about it and and really know and get your story. So,
0: yeah, Jamie, you know we have done a lot. People don't realize how much we've done together, uh, and, and how much respect I have for you that you've you've been in our building a number of times. You worked with our staff. You worked with our players. Uh, you know, I, I gave those guys to you over the summertime. For that week, we did our work, did marvelous stuff together, which is just the tip of the iceberg of the kinds of things that you've been involved with, and all your story is magnificent. And so, at any time that we can have the opportunity and take the opportunity to share the things that you do, uh, the world needs to hear from you and, and, and know of you. And so, this is our our small opportunity to do that. Well, let's see if we can get cranked up and, and, and let's learn about Jamie Winship. So it's it's an amazing story, and you know how much I love it. And and uh, so, welcome! Thanks Thank for coming into yeah. us and helping us. Thanks for having. What, me what's going on? What, what's 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 on your heart? What do you want to share with us?
2: Well, you know, um, I'm I'm concerned, obviously, about um, our country and and the conflict level that's going on in in the in our country, and so that's a big driver for me. Is what 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 kinds of models can we build that um, help uh, eliminate this? this this conflict that just seems to be sort of in every um, every area of our society it's just like everywhere you go it's, it's it's this big conflict in politics and religion and all of it so um, constantly working on what's the source of that conflict are there are there ways that we can actually get rid of it not just come to a standstill on it but can we actually eliminate the conflict um, and so con- you know, forming, forming teams, um, helping people understand why they themselves are in conflict. And um, yeah, so where we are right now, just trying to build a model that can, can be in the schools and in the government and even the private sector committed to uh, re- reconciliation and n- not just being friends, but actually having peace. So that's what we're working on right now. Lots of moving parts in that.
0: Yeah. Audien, you know enough about Jamie. He he is a champion at resolving issues and all aspects of our culture and society, and, and like you said, politics and government—so many things. This is there is nothing that's too big for Jamie to take on. He did a marvelous job this this summer with all of the work that was needed in Seattle. Uh, he was right in the thick of it, right in, in trying to solve the issues that it were so visible to the world. I mean, our our, our little environment here in Seattle was so clearly, uh, uh, you know, documented, and, and people don't realize where how deep you were in, in all of that, and that was to watch the work that you did and we at least we got through it. You know, we made it through it. But I know you're all about resolving issues and stuff. So
1: Yeah, I one of the things that were really was really compelling to me out of Jamie's story when again, I know there's so many things that you have that are wonderful stories to come forth, but um having this really unique perspective about being in the police force and around the decisions that were made and then overseas and then coming back because I think a very critical thing in us coming together is around authority figures and around authority in the, in the system. And so how do we bridge together? How do we learn? How do we see people newly with new eyes? How do we connect and be of an accountability of authority, but not be a certain way with other human beings? And you are so, so uniquely primed to have that conversation.
0: Yeah, could you share the essence of you know really what your what your teaching is all about for, for our listeners?
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's actually it's actually fairly simple, and and you know this is this is our what we're interested in helping people see that life and the situations that we face they, they're complex, but they don't have to be complicated. So complexity models. We have complexity models and everything, in nature, in, in anthropology. But, it, but if you just know which part you're going to focus on, the complexity model is actually quite simple. You're not going to do the whole thing. But what makes it complicated is fear. When we become fearful, complex situations that can be worked out just become so overwhelming we don't know what to do. And in those scenarios, we move – all humans do this, we move in our fear towards self-protection and self-promotion. That's what we do. And self-protection and self-promotion, once I've decided that's going to be my modus operandi in any kind of relationship or workplace, it produces separation. That's what it does. So once I'm self-protecting and self-promoting, because I'm competitive, or because I'm in—I mean, competitive in a negative way. I'm threatened by you. I can't let you succeed, or I feel like I'm going to lose. Once I become self-protective and self-promotional, then my coworker has to be, because now we're in—we're—we're in, we're, we're in uh, a relationship that's actually we see each other as adversaries. This is—it happens in the workplace all the time. In—in—in in a, in a job like the police department or public schools. Where the idea is to serve and protect, which is a very – serving and protecting is a very self-emptying, other-focused vocation. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm trained as a server and protector to self-promote and self-protect, I'm no longer serving and protecting. I become really just a law enforcer. And a Mm -hmm. law enforcer produces conflict that that's what it does it doesn't matter who the individual is or what we call them that's the training produces conflict again and so that's that's true in any individual so if i'm if i'm in the workplace we were just working with a team of people in the marketplace and they silo the divisions in the company silo because they're comp- they're in, they're self-protecting and self-promoting from the other divisions <laughs> So that starts at the individual level, growing up, realizing that, that or thinking that the goal of my life is my own self preservation, which seems smart, but really in a culture, it just constantly causes division and conflict. So, how do we move away from the goal of my life is not to self promote and self protect, but to self empty for the benefit of the other? It's just such a foreign. Concept in our mind, especially in the West, that um, that we've actually re- replaced what's true and beautiful about each of us, and taken on this sort of false. It's me against you, and we see it, we just see it everywhere.
0: Gosh, so, I mean, yeah, the landscape. There's so much opposition, and, and it's so obvious, and we see so much. Kind of dictated by fear because it hits right at home with what your what your teachings are all about. I mean, I, I know you don't know which way to turn. There's so much out there that needs you right now. What a dilemma! What a dilemma! So what, what are you is, doing? I'm sorry.
1: What what is the um? You you talked about at the, when you when you um said when Pete said what are you up to and you said okay this is what we're doing and it was so much like. How can we begin to unpack what you just said? But in terms of this model that you're looking to get into the the, the schools and this then and the system essentially as a functional support, can you give us sort of a breakdown of that model? Like, what are the top three components of this model, and and what is the outcome that you hope to achieve with it?
2: Right. So I'll just I'll give you a quick example. So we were meeting with the superintendent of schools where we are public schools, and. He was he and his staff were telling us these are the issues we're running to running into in our school system, conflict, racism, gender issues and all that sort of thing. And he he asked me, he said, we think that what would solve the problem is if the students had an understanding of their own identity and stopped getting it from what they have, what they do and what people think about them. Um, but he's, and he's exactly right because most humans get their identity from what they do, what they have, and what others think about them, which is never going to be true or accurate of who you really are. Hmm. And it produces fear in people and conflict because they realize I'll never really be what other people think I'm supposed to be, but I got to try. Hmm. So his question was. Is there a simple way that we can introduce into middle school age students a way to understand who they are and to be at rest and at peace with it before they hit high school?
0: Mm -hmm. That's a question. What do you think? Can you do it?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And so we did an experiment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because it's a very human dilemma, um, and the 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 way to do it is for the. All people gain their identity from external voices, all humans do. Um, And so it's teaching the individual what external voices to listen to that are for them, that are true, that are built on love and not external voices that are built on self-protection, self-promotion, separating into group dynamics and being in conflict with other groups. So. So we we'd had a little thing where I talked to two different 14 year olds <laughs> and one of the 14 year olds. I would just just question. She was in one public school in one state and another 14 year old girl in another state. And I was just trying to show how exactly the same they're thinking. One of them said and I we knew this going in. One of them kept saying to me, very upset. I don't know who I am. I, I, she's a very, she's a successful student, you know, a beautiful human, but she was telling me how hard it was for her to go into different environments because she doesn't know who she is. And she feels like she's not good enough, not smart enough. And people are looking at her, talking about her. The other 14 year old, because she's been through our stuff, she has a very good sense of her identity. And, sh- and so I was asking her, how do you feel going into groups where you don't know anybody? And she says, oh, I feel like I have a lot to offer. See, her view is other focused. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's like she's bringing her true self as an offering actually to the group she's in. And she wants to give what she has for the benefit of the group. The other girl is trying to get her identity from the group. So, so she's, she's already in this fearful kind of self-protective, self-promotional position. And the other girl is at peace with who she is. And therefore, she's not self-promoting and self-protecting. And so she's free to offer who she is to the group, no matter how they respond back to her. She's totally free. And she's quite courageous. And the other girl's gripped in fear. So imagine that in the workplace, where you have employees that are coming in, they, they, they don't get their identity from what they produce. Um, they bring their identity to the workplace, and the whole of them is involved in the workplace, and they see themselves as, I'm actually an offering to this place. I actually have something that I can offer to the other people, um, whether they receive it or not. So her ident- the person's identity is not built on production I didn't produce enough, therefore I'm not good enough because that's how our culture gives values. What did you produce for us? As long as that's the the way we think about things, kids learn. My whole identity comes from what I can produce. So it's pretty simple to just walk away and – walk away with a group of youth and just say, let's, let's talk about where you learned that your identity comes from, what you have, what you do and what, you had to learn that from an external voice. There's an alternative to this. There's an external, there's an external voice and voices that are just interested in what's true about you, what's beautiful about you, that love you. Learn from those voices and don't hmm. learn from the ones that's that are teaching you scarcity so awesome. thinking. So that's Jamie. Quick. There,
0: do, do you find? Uh, I don't remember you working with the younger kids like this. Are you finding a target area of age that you think is the like the prime spot to, to enter in with dealing with true identity and self discovery and those those things that you you champion so much? Right.
2: It's it's pretty interesting because when we worked, you know, when we worked with foreign governments going in to work with, you know terrorist organizations recruiting just look at the age the terrorist organizations yeah, go right. to reach out and it's middle school bang. age yeah. and yeah, so bang. if we're going to counter that right. we have to go after what okay, point. sort of like the bad guys would go after what age do gangs start recruiting young very yeah, young right. and okay. so we have to do that we have to offer we can't stop the bad guys from doing their thing, but we can make it so the students don't need it. They don't need that. We don't need to be a part of this. We have our own identity. It's built in love. It's other focused. Yeah.
1: Audrey Kavanessi here. Chief Content Officer for Amplify Voices, Pete Carroll's Media Company, co-host to Coach Carroll on our breakout podcast, Conversations from the Heart, and I'm now also hosting a new podcast called Unlikely. Unlikely is an entertaining, diverse, educational podcast for leadership and soft skills, and expertise that will develop you as much as it inspires you. I will be talking about leadership with every type of professional person you can imagine, and then I will distill those leadership lessons, enabling you to start practicing them that day. This is a podcast for businesses, startups, entrepreneurs, influencers, college students stepping into a career, or anyone who wants to take hold of what they're up to and confidently, effectively manage and lead. Professionally, I'm a creative executive, but I also spent 15 years training leaders around the world and leading leadership courses to over 100,000 people across the United States. I picked an educational leadership podcast because it is a passion of mine, but also because professionally, we are challenged by uncertainty and anxiety, working out of our homes, which is Overwhelming. Fallen leaders are falling all around us. Cancel culture is now the norm. We still can't get this diversity thing on the right path. And damn it, we are tired. So, going forward, we really need to look outside the old leadership paradigm. We need tangible insights and skills to turn this uncertainty into success. And I want Unlikely to bring those skills to you. Please listen to Unlikely and be part of the conversation today. And, Jamie, talking about identities, you did some work with Pete and the Seahawks, right? So there was a time where you went and worked with Pete even.
0: Hey, wait a Uh, minute here. Yeah, let me tell you about that. He's been deep with Pete.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, we'd love to hear about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let him have it if you want, Jamie. What are you going to tell him?
2: Well, well, I mean, the thing about... What's, what's incredible is when, when you have the honor of like, walking with a person through the false things they believe about themselves, it's really quite. It's really an honor to be with a person. And so we have this little kind of process we go through. It's truth tell to mind change, to form change. If a, if a person won't tell the truth about what they really believe about themselves and their world and others, nothing will ever change. So, so the very kind of beautiful part is, like, don't be afraid to tell the truth. So, when, mm-hmm. like, when I do this with special forces people or police, I always ask them, anyone in this room afraid of anything? They're all like, no, no. NFL players, no, we're not afraid of anything. And I would say, okay, so here we're, I'm going to ask you one question, and every one of you has to tell the truth. Suddenly, they're all afraid. <laughs> <laughs> they're not afraid exactly. to die. They're not afraid to get injured and knock heads. But they are afraid to tell the truth about themselves. This is a very human condition because we've been taught to self-protect and self-promote. So to be with someone like Pete, who there's <laughs> lots, he can read lots of opinions of who he is. And if you have kids, you have opinions of what your kids think about you and your spouse, and there's all kinds of people telling you who you are or who you aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it's hard to just ignore them all. It's 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 impossible. And you some of it starts to get through and it hurts us. So the truth telling part is just tell me the things you believe about yourself that hurt you. Names that you believe about yourself, they're not from you. They're things people said about you or parents or whatever, but they hurt you. Can you say them? And, to, and when, once a person starts to like let those come out, you are on your way to mind change. But what most humans have done is just accepted those names, learned coping mechanisms to deal with them, and just push forward. So they've been there for years. And so whether it's with Pete or anyone else, but if you're a public figure, you really hear them. <laughs> like in, mm-hmm. and and if people are depending on you, it's a lot of pressure. So to be able to let go of all the false, just and then because that's what the world and everything's telling you, and then to just. Okay, that's all gone. It's like clearing a house. You clear it out. Okay, now let's – don't let it come back. It'll come right back. Fill it with what's true about you. And to do that, you have to be quiet and listen to the other voice that's out there, the one that loves you and cares about you and knows you, whatever you call that voice. But you have to listen. It's a discipline. And say, love, what do you call me? Wisdom, what do do you call me? And listen, and it, it shocks people what comes into their mind. And they don't believe it because it's so beautiful.
0: <laughs> like
2: nobody would yeah. call me that. If they knew me, they would never call me that. Yeah, but this is what's true about you. You are this what you heard. It's the true you. That's the mind change. And so now let's go do our vocation, be in our relationships. As the true us, that's form change. Then it'll change the form of what you do. We just try and change the form of stuff without changing Is this guy awesome moment. or what? Totally. Yeah. And no so, kidding, Jay. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, so it works in anything. Yeah. And people humans can do this very they're they're longing to do it. I don't mm-hmm. care who they are. So to be with Pete, it's I'm excited when I'm with anyone because oh I can't I, I once a person kind of hears who they really are, they actually do know it already. They just mm-hmm. don't believe it, but they've yeah. actually known it for a long time, and that's what's moving to people. It's like I've actually heard this before. I, we know you have. All of us <laughs> have. We just don't believe it, and we believe all this other nonsense that we hear. We believe it very quickly. So that's a that's process: a, truth, uh, tell, mind change, form change. So a, what
1: did you get? What did you? What did you? And a great talk job
2: of him getting to that question you asked him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: like, what happened? <laughs> so yeah. what did you? What did you? What did you get from Pete?
0: Oh have, boy, here we go, <laughs> Pete. I'm gonna let. I'm do not you... Do you want to say that, Pete? That's kind
2: of sacred. Do you want to say what you sensed? I mean, it's up, to Well, It's pretty.
0: Yeah, I, 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 really. I got down to the Esteb. I'm really a dad. I'm that's really, right. I'm, I'm a father. I'm a dad. You know, and that that was uh, that came screaming out when when as we went through the process, and, and I'm not ashamed to tell you that. That's just it's the way I look at everything. You know, and and uh, when. But I had never really settled on that that statement, you know. But uh, it made so much sense after going through it with Jamie that uh, it was really, really rewarding the the process and all, and and uh, and the clarity. And then, like you said, yeah, I knew that. What, a, what a, you know? I've been saying it. I just didn't want to own it, you know. And right. so owning it is really powerful, and it, it clarifies you. You know, everything fits off of that, and that's that's so empowering. It's what Jamie's work is all about. He understands how to connect with people in small groups and large groups to empower you with the truth of who you are and what you're all about. And it's, it's, it's remarkable. He's a remarkable person. I I love him.
2: The other cool thing about it is if I say like when, when you heard that and you said it out loud, I'm like, I know that. Others can see the truth about a person. It's the person's the one that can't see it because they're in the other, the nonsense. And so if I went around, it's funny because even here, you know, if I, if people know we're from Seattle and they'll you know, I'll say, yeah, you know what they're asking me what team I root for. I'm like, I'm gonna root for the Seahawks, you know? And I'm like, what do you think about Pete Carroll? It's interesting how many of them f- say he's, he, he's like a father. That's it. Yeah. That's how they <laughs> refer to you. Why? Because they, that humans can see the truth. It doesn't mean they're yeah. like the Seahawks or anything. It just is what it's their impression because the real you cannot be hidden. It, we may not accept it, but it's, it's, it's like a solar eclipse. There might be shadows of falsehood in front of it, but you can still see the, the rays shining back there, and we're just moving that cloud. Like, let that whole but, thing you know, but, shine. But
1: what's so wonderful to hear it, like, come alive with Pete say, well, I got it, I'm just a dad, is that I, I hear it, at least how I'm hearing it is your true identity is not a thing. It's, it's a space. It's like your soul. And so oh, for me yeah. to hear Pete say, he's a father, I don't see that as oh, a dad. I see that as that space of, I believe in you, I'm, I'm going to nurture that, I'll stand behind you. When you need to hear tough stuff, I'll be there, but it'll be with love. It's all the things that for many of us, take you know billions of people on the planet, I bet you the majority of us would agree and say, I wish I had that space in my life, and right. I didn't have it. And I did whatever I could. best I could to get to this place, to know that that space exists to tap into. And for him to get that, to me, that's what I hear. I don't hear a thing like a dad. I hear a space like a belief in people and potential. And you go, yeah, that's what I would have wanted from my dad. I mean, how many of us go back and say, well, maybe not Pete, but how many of (laughs) us go back and say, if only I had had a parent that did that, or if only my dad did that, or if only I had somebody who mentored me, if only I had somebody, I would have done so much more by this point in life. I would have accomplished so much more. I don't know a single person. I haven't met somebody who was just like, you know, that kind of regret that you just come to peace with. But that's what, that's what I heard when Pete said... Okay, I got it. My mind is I'm a dad. <laughs>
2: That's great, and you're right. It's not a role. It's not a role. People can say I'm a dad or I'm a mom. That's just a role. This, you're right. This is the essence. This is the essence of the truest thing about Pete. It's you're right about that. It's not like <laughs> I'm in this role as dad. It is. I. It's an I am statement, which we're very yeah. big on. It's, yeah. It's Let's well, get back an, on
0: Jamie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: but, but well, think Jimmy, of pe- that's, think of yeah. there's lots of people out there like this when we're working with people they'll say well I'm afraid that I might fail we tell them make an I am statement about that I mm. am a failure there it is failures fail <laughs> you're already you're already taken on that identity you're already in it so it and it's false it's not true so when we get to the true it is a, it's a statement of being as you're saying in essence I am father I am mm-hmm. my identity is militant peacemaker. That's what I am. That's what the police department hired when they hired me. My vocation, police. My identity, militant peacemaker. How can I do my vocation with as much of the trueness of who I am loose in that vocation? That's a successful person right there.
1: Hmm. That's so great.
0: Not awesome. Yeah, Jamie, you got. We, we got to do this again. We got to keep going. This, <laughs> yeah. is, there's too many great things here. <laughs> Thrilled to have have the opportunity to really to get get your word out whenever we can. You know, we'll always do everything we can to support. And, and I hope we can continue to do things. Yeah, in the future thank too. you.
1: Yeah, Jamie, it's so great to talk to you.
0: Jamie, do you have like something you, uh, you'd like to leave us with? Uh, you know, that, that's really on your heart that uh, that's important at this point because we want to make sure we give you that opportunity. Yeah,
2: just simply, just the simple process of truth telling um, each day. Um, I'm going to a meeting or whatever I'm doing. I'm afraid, I am afraid. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid I'm gonna fail. What does that say I believe about myself? I'm a failure. Where did I learn that? This is how fast you can do it. Where did I, who's the first person that told me I'm a failure? I wasn't born thinking that. Let it go, release it. Love, what do you call me? God, what do you call me? Replace it, like what comes? Okay, now take that identity into the meeting, not mm. the failure. Take, I'm going to go in this meeting as father. I'm going to go into this meeting as militant peacemaker, as whatever your identity is. Bring your identity into the meeting, into the room. You don't get it there, and you can't lose it there. Go in freely, free in your true identity.
1: Awesome. So great.
0: Beautiful. Jamie, thank you. Thank you so much, Great to be with you guys. Talk again soon, brother. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to Amplify Voices. Make sure to subscribe or follow our podcasts so that you don't miss any of our real conversations from the heart. Also, if you like what you've heard, please don't forget to leave us a review or a rating. To keep the conversation going between episodes, visit the Amplify Voices YouTube channel for extras and behind-the-scenes content. See you the next time on Amplify Voices.